All right, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Thank you for being with me, Benjamin Moshatama. Right here on African Dialogue, where from a Monday to Thursday, we look at the big issues on the African continent. Africa, thank you for joining us on our shortwave service. And for those who listen to us on DSTV, thank you for joining us on that audiobook, hey, Channel 802. And if you're streaming us live, you can go to www.channelafrica.co.za. And also, we're having this conversation Conversation on our Facebook page where we are hosting today um, the three top political parties. And when I'm speaking about the road to uh, the May 8 elections, and uh, a lot has been happening to the lead up to those elections, such as uh, uh, the parliamentary. Um, lists that have come up and they've actually created a, a huge uh, national dialogue. Issues around uh, uh, state capture have also been uh, uh, aligned to the recent uh, um, election campaigns. And also uh, party leadership is also another element uh, that has been dominating in uh, the lead up uh, to these elections. So we're going to be speaking to members of uh, the Democratic Alliance, the African National Congress and the Economic Freedom Fighters. We've got Mark Kashule Ghana, who's with us, and he's the member of the provincial legislature. Uh, He's uh, from the Democratic Alliance. Tasneem Motara is with us, a member of the Provincial Executive Council and spokesperson of uh, the African National Congress. Also on the line, we've got Lengyom Kalipi, who is uh, joining us. Uh, He is the Deputy Secretary General of the Economic Freedom Fighters. So I'm not quite sure how to who to start with, because this is a huge playing field here but i'm going to start uh, with the ruling party because i think that's a very interesting dynamic where they find themselves with the changing political landscape in uh, the country i mean you guys have a lot of cases to deal with uh, tasneen in this particular election issues around escom issues around infrastructure development issues around service delivery uh, what's happening with the state capture commission are you guys ready? Do you think you guys have uh, a strong enough case to put before uh, the South, of South African public in terms of why they should be voting for you? Uh, good morning to yourself and your listeners, and thanks for having me. Yes, uh, definitely. I think that the African National Congress is ready. Uh, we've been grappling with a number of challenges um, since the inception of democracy, and some of these challenges are, are fairly old. Some of them are new. Uh, But I strongly believe that the African National Congress is the only political organization in South Africa that has the capacity to be able to deal with the complexities that we find South Africa in today. Um, Why do you say that? Because some of them, one would say, are self-imposed, some of those problems, by the African National Congress. I mean, when you look at uh, what's happening with the State Capture Commission, a lot of uh, ANC members have been implicated to some of those issues of corruption. So people who are listening to us right now could be saying, you can deal with those challenges, but those challenges are self-imposed. Well, I think um, in the instance of corruption, it takes two to tango, and the State Capture Inquiries have really brought that to the fore, that um, public interests in state coffers are as big as even public interests. And more often than not, it's the private sector that corrupts Mm. uh, those who are perceived or are really um, close to the levers of power or have access to um, state coffers. Um, So, yes, I think the conversation that we need to have in South Africa is what do we do about a private sector who is so easily 
uh, and readily available to corrupt those who are um, presiding over or given the responsibility to preside over public um, public funds. I think that's a bigger problem for me. Um, you need the public sector to flourish. The economy needs the public sector to flourish. But you also need a credible public sector um, because if you have a, a, a public sector or yeah, public sector which is corruptible and corrupted, uh, we're not going to flourish as a country. Are you not shifting posts here because you're shifting it to um, the, the private sector uh, because it shouldn't the African National Congress, as we've heard, really be taking responsibility? I mean, um, your um, principal, which is the president of the country, has acknowledged the problem of uh, um political members within your party actually uh, being actually implicated in some of these issues. But now you're shifting the post to the other side. I'm not necessarily shifting the post. I think I'm saying that in South Africa, we need credible public and private institutions. So we've got to deal with the the private institutions, which is private business, um, who is open and open to corruption, is open to being corruptible and corrupting those who are responsible. But I think... Um, the the bigger the the bigger challenge for the for the African National Congress as a political party is how do we effectively and efficiently deal with those implicated and the president has committed and I think even the ANC and the ANC even in the province if you look at uh, the province that I'm the spokesperson of which is Gauteng mm. those implicated in wrongdoing as as political principles have either been asked to step aside um, those who are facing court um, court proceedings are have have not even been made uh, allowed to be made of make themselves available even for this process but also um, there's internal and external processes which 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 deal with um, what we call the credibility deficit um, within the organization. So those are internal struggles that we okay. have to deal with. And if you look at the, the track record of, of Gauteng specifically, we have successfully been able to. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that because that's also a contentious space, especially with the debates that's having people are having around the uh, parliamentary um, list that has come out. But let me let me come to um, um, the Democratic Alliance with you, Makashule. Thank you for coming to our studios. We really appreciate it. No, look now. Let's look at the Democratic Alliance. I'm going to pose the same question in terms of your readiness in terms of these elections. I know that historically the Democratic Alliance has been seen in South Africa as a fairly white party with a white face. And over the years, your party has been trying to shift that particular uh, image of the Democratic Alliance in itself. But also recently, the Democratic Alliance has been very conservative around issues of land and constitutional uh, changes that other political parties have been going for in Parliament. So for you, in terms of your readiness in terms of your image as the Democratic Alliance. Are you guys ready for these elections? Thanks. Uh, we are very much ready for these elections. Uh, we've been ready for, for some time. You know, We are not going into this election just as, a, as an opposition party. We are going into these elections as a part of government, uh, a party that has been governing in the Western Cape, a party that has been having uh, a clean record uh, wherever we govern, whether it's the Western Cape, uh, it's Cape Town, uh, Midval, and uh, now we are cleaning up Chane, mm. we are cleaning up Jobek. So, when we look at the, the 2019 elections, uh, so we're not only going in with uh, wishful thinking, we are going in with uh, the record of government, you know, uh, a record of fighting corruption. Uh, I was listening to my colleague here, 
Tasnim. Uh, and one could be like, it's as if you're in another planet, you know, uh, that uh, you, you believe that somehow what has gone wrong in this country, uh, most of the blame is not the ANC. I mean, we need to face the fact we have load shedding because of the ANC. Uh, the high the high corruption rate in these countries because of the ANC. I mean, in the last 10, 15 years, there hasn't been anyone that, uh, uh, other than uh, John Block and, uh, and Tony Ngeni maybe, there hasn't been any politician, not even in this province, that has been uh, jailed mm. <laughs> for corruption. And it's one thing to say you are serious to fight it, you are serious to root it out, and another to actually do it. Where we govern as a DA, we have actually shown, like in, in Johannesburg, where we have opened over 289 uh, cases, 43 people have already been dismissed. They've been referred to the National Prosecuting Authority. And that's what we mean by cleaning, cleaning up government. So for, for me, this election is going to be an interesting one. I think uh, South Africans have a choice in terms of uh, voting for a party of corruption and a party that's going to return South Africa to build a one South Africa for all, ensure that there's a, there's a job in every home, to ensure that uh, there's an honest police service out there and then basic service delivered are delivered to the people. So that's the choice that South Africans have going into this election. Okay, let me go to our lines now and we'll come back to the Democratic Alliance because I was actually setting the tone for some of the questions I'm going to ask you, Makashule, around uh, uh, the public image of uh, the Democratic Alliance because already right now we had a survey that was done that has just came out uh, that say uh, Helen Zilla would have been a better representation publicly who could win uh, more votes uh, for the Democratic Alliance. And it seems like it seems that race card seems to be put in uh, the center of conversation all the time when you speak about the democratic but we'll come back uh, to that particular uh, question i want to come uh, to you Tlenguem Kalipi uh, the economic freedom fighters deputy secretary general Tlenguem thank you for giving us your time Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners at home. Well, um, thank you. Just now we've been uh, looking at what's happening in the news in terms of uh, the outcome of uh, uh, what it has been uh, the South African Human Rights Commission releasing its findings today following an investigation into a string of complaints of hate speech by Economic Freedom uh, Fighters members. And yes, you have been exonerated from that hate speech accusation. Uh, but uh, there have been a string of uh, um, remarks that have been made in the last few um, days around the Indians. Julius Malemo was in Durban speaking towards Indians and, uh, you know, having that kind of uh, uh, mantra once again that could actually make people think that it's an another incitement of hate speech. So some of those issues have been uh, very much uh, pivotal in your build-up to these particular elections. Are you guys ready as well in the midst of those uh, issues? Yeah, well, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I must also just say that we are more than ready as EFF, as we have seen for the last past few days that we uh, are all over the country. Uh, so far, we have managed to launch our manifesto launch. <clears throat> that took place on the 2nd of February 2019, and it happened under the region, whereby most of the people came and listened to Kumala in chief. And then after that, we have been taking our manifesto launch to all provinces. So this past weekend, we have done four provinces uh, already, which is Lumpombo, Bumalasa, Northern Cape, and Kwasi-Mingatan. So we are much ready, and we are always on the ground to persuade our people to give us the chance and to vote for EFF, because this is the second time 
uh, contesting for national elections. It was the um, first time in 2014 and the new in 2014. At least now we are five years old as economic forum fighters standing for elections. Yes, indeed, the, the outcome of the Human Rights Commission did exonerate us because we've been telling South Africans that we are a radical party. As a radical party, we have to call a state by state. And we are very much happy to say that the Human Rights Commission said, uh, find us in favor of what the U.S. has been saying, that we don't hate anyone, but we call a state as a state. As you are alluding to the fact that Commander-in-Chief was in Kavit and on Sunday, Commander-in-Chief didn't say anyone is a racist, but he said particular about the domestic workers that the Indians, because our manifesto took place in Chatsworth, whereby the Indians were side around Chatsworth. He said the Indians and white people, they must treat domestic workers with, workers with dignity. They must not pay them with food. They must not pay them with alcohol. But they must pay all domestic workers with dignity. So that's what we are fighting for. We are fighting for domestic workers. We are fighting for the poorest of the poor. We are fighting for petrol attendants. We are fighting for cleaners. So that is our position from 2014 as EFS. So just to say that we have been accused of many things, uh, I think that South African, at the end of the day, especially the poorest of the poor, because we are presenting them, they know that if the only political party is the EFF who is going prepared to defend the poorest of the poor. Unlike other political parties, they don't care about the poorest of the poor. They only care about them when it's time for elections. Our policies are pro-poor. So we will always defend the, poor, the poorest of the poor, and we are not ashamed to decide with the poorest of the poor. Mm. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. I think we've set the tone in terms of the atmosphere that we are in, in terms of the political environment regarding these uh, uh, three uh, top political parties in the country. I'm going to take a quick break, but we're going to now spearhead ourselves into looking at really the details of some of the issues that seem to be part of the conversation uh, during the campaigns uh, uh, this year around. It's almost 25 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African time. I thank you for joining us on our various platforms in sub-Saharan Africa. Thank you for joining us on the frequency 7230 kilohertz on the 41 meter band to Southern Africa. And if you're listening to us on DSTV, we're on channel 802 on the audio bouquet. You can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Hello. To celebrate African women's achievements, self-emancipation, human rights and democracy, listen to Womanity, Women in Unity, an advocacy radio program against all forms of gender-based discrimination and violence against women. Womanity, Women in Unity, on Channel Africa every Thursday at 5 past 10 Central African Time and every Sunday at 5 past 6 Central African Time. Humanity, Women in Unity, with Dr. Amalea Gonez-Malka, every Thursday at 5 past 10 Central African Time and every Sunday morning at 5 past 6 Central African Time. Channel Africa, celebrating African women's achievements, the voice of the African Renaissance, from an African perspective. 
Well, it's 25 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African time. Thank you for joining us here on Channel Africa. We're speaking to the top uh, leading um, uh, political parties in South Africa. We've got uh, Mahashulia Ghana, who's the uh, Democratic Alliance's member of the provincial legislature. Also, uh, Tazni Mumotara is with us in studio from the African National Congress, member of the provincial executive council and a spokesperson on a regional level. And also, we've got Lenguem Kalipi on the line, who is the deputy secretary general of the Economic Freedom Fighter. Uh, Tasneem, let's highlight some of the issues that were brought forward there mm-hmm. by uh, Makashula in terms of uh, the fact that in, in issues of corruption, um, the ANC has not been seen to be doing anything in terms of on a prosecuting level, especially uh, prosecuting those who they think are corrupt within their own political parties. Things have taken place in terms of allegations from a commission's level, but uh, post that particular uh, uh, point of processes we haven't seen anything actually happen after that to bring uh, these corrupt officials to account okay i think the um the difficulty what with what uh, um ghana is doing is that it's conflating a lot of issues i think let me start with the with the commission of inquiry the commission of inquiry is ongoing and i think the anc has been clear to say that let it conclude continue and conclude its work um, pending which, once it's concluded, um, prosecution can then take place. That's the one. Secondly is that the ANC as a political organization is not a prosecutorial authority, so it can't prosecute anybody uh, legally or otherwise. We use internal processes of the organization, and we have removed many members of the ANC um, who who have either flouted our constitution or our internal disciplinary processes we mm. have. Um, the third thing, uh, the third argument that um, Makashule makes is that the, the, the DA is clean where it governs. Mm. And I think um, a, a simple case in point is in Tswani you have the Glad Africa contract, which mm. has been there um, under their watch for two years. Um, the courts have even declared that contract um, illegal, but the city continues to pay. Um, instead of addressing the issue, uh, the DA then removed the mayor. The mayor is now, uh, um, they've brought uh, Stevens Mohalapa from parliament mm. to be the mayor there. But I think that within two years, we could, we could see what has happened at the, in the capital city. Um, I'm not sure whether the DA would want to take, um, yeah, want to take responsibility for prosecuting or charging um, corrupt officials in the city of Johannesburg. Uh, corrupt officials have been charged even in provincial government. And we need to make a clear distinction between officials Mm -hmm. who are in charge of administration and politicians. So in the province, it happens all the time. Um, In the municipality, it happens even in municipalities where where the ANC governs. It Mm -hmm. has happened in Ekuruleni Mm -hmm. for for many, many years, not only now. Um, We had issues many years ago when uh, Patrick Flask, as an example, was the city manager. There were issues around IT contracts and, and, and the administration and those responsible uh, were charged. So I think that we must be able to separate issues, but also that the, the, the two municipalities which the DA is responsible for in Gauteng are not doing great at all. Not doing great in terms of service delivery, not doing great in terms of audit outcomes, not doing great in terms of corruption. And it's a fact. It's not, um, I think the AG's report that was released in December um, on the state of the municipalities is a clear indication of the state of governance affairs 
um, of the municipality, not to mention what the former mayor of, of Tswani did in terms of appointments in his own office of unqualified, incom- incompetent, um, incompetent mm. persons that he directly has a responsibility okay, let's, to, let's to let, employ. Let, let's let Mahashule Ma respond to those issues, especially when it comes to these uh, two big metros, Johannesburg and Tswane. Your thoughts there to what uh, Tazanim is highlighting there, Mahashule? Uh, thanks, Benjamin. You see, Tasmin, and when she's trying to make a point, she was trying to control herself from saying that the best-run uh, municipality in Gauteng is actually Dira. She doesn't want. She doesn't want to acknowledge that. Uh, the reports year after year says that uh, the best municipality uh, in the province of Gauteng is Midvale mm. uh, by long shot. Whether it's audit, whether it's service delivery. Whether it's a report coming from Cockpit National, uh, the Premier's office, anyway, uh, Midvale remains the best-run municipality, mm. and it's run by the DA. She, she just didn't want to uh, acknowledge that, and I think if she wants to be fair, she needs to acknowledge that the best-run municipality in this province is run by the DA. But you can't run away from Midvale. some of the allegations she made, especially with the the Tswane uh, the dynamics that she's been I, speaking about. I'm, I was not trying to run away from it. I was stating to say that sure. the best-run municipality is a DA-run. Uh, with regard to the allegations, and now, now it's no longer allegations. I mean, the Auditor General came out to say that uh, the Great Africa uh, contract, uh, the manner in which it was done, it was not uh, done correctly and declared it null and void, and we accepted it. We took it to, to council, and council said, no, we need to terminate the contract, and that's what we've done. And then the people that are responsible, then they've been referred for... Uh, to the NPA so that uh, they can deal with uh, if there's any criminal investigation then let them deal with it mm. because that's that's what you need to do you don't need to if there's a, a wrongdoing like for instance now uh, there are allegations of uh, uh, impropriety in in Midval and the mayor has acted you know the thing with uh, with uh, corruption maladministration it's it's not that you you will do everything to prevent it but when it it rests its head you must be able to act without fear or favor. But what we have in, 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 this, uh, in this country is that uh, people uh, collapse uh, an entity like ESCOM. People collapse an entity like SAA. People uh, do all sorts of things. They, co- they collapse municipalities, mm. collapse influence. I mean, like we had to, to call uh, the South African National Defense Force to come and, and clean literally the mess that uh, the the administration, the officials and the politicians left there. And then nothing is being done to those people. You know, mm-hmm. like for me, mm-hmm. it's not to say uh, you are going to prevent corruption. What it is is that if there is a corrupt official, a corrupt politician, you must deal with them. You must not uh, try to sugarcoat it and give it any other name. You know, this thing of saying you wait for commissions. I mean, like we, we have waited for Amstel. Mm. If we were to believe uh, commissions, there was there was nothing. All, everything was clean. Even though Tony Yengen went to jail, everything was clean. With the I'm, I'm still. Now you have Eskom. I mean, we we have rolling blackouts. No one is being held responsible for it. There's not even a commission to investigate Eskom. There's a state state capture. Remember, state capture is not Eskom. We we are running out of power. And why are we in this mess? It's because the ANC has for a long time not acted okay. when these allegations were were, were were brought to it. So for me. It's how you deal with allegations when they, uh, they, they come to the fore. And you must be able to deal with it decisively. That's why we say as a DA, 
if you are found guilty of corruption, you must go to jail, number one, 15 years. You must pay back the money, number two. And then you must be banned from ever working for, uh, for, for government. Mm. What, what do we have in this instance? Is that, say, say the ESCOM, the people that have stolen the money from ESCOM, they are still living in the same houses that they bought with the money they stole. They are still driving the same cars that they bought with the money stolen from ESCOM. Mm. And where, where are South Africans? South Africans don't have electricity. South Africans have to buy candles okay. every day. And that, right. that's the thing that we have to deal with. Let me not forget, Lengiwe, um, Kalipi, especially in terms of uh, the economic freedom fighters' role in all these issues, even from um, a, 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 a local provincial level, Lengiwe, um, uh, because uh, the economic freedom fighters has been also part of the conversation in all these skirmishes because it has been seen as, or it is, a kingmaker in, in terms of uh, uh, its power in terms of uh, uh, voting within these various um, uh, provincial legislatures. Yes. And uh, in Tswane, you guys were part of these conversations that we were talking about that were brought forward by Tasneem and also in Johannesburg. Do you guys still want to be the kingmaker in these uh, coming elections? And how do you guys position yourselves in these issues that have to do with the Democratic Alliance and the African National Congress? Yes, um, indeed, in 2016, we were the kingmakers. That's why um, uh, we remember very well that none uh, from the two political parties that are here in studio today, which is the African National Congress and the Democratic Alliance, they didn't win any municipalities. So therefore, they had to come to EFF uh, in order to govern those municipalities. And uh, as we are debating today, the issue of corruption is at the center of our debate as the two... Um, uh, colleagues, they, they are fighting over who is corrupt, who is not corrupt amongst themselves. Mm. And then we had to decide between two of them to say that whom are we going to help to govern Pwane, Johannesburg, and PE? Because uh, we felt when we took a decision through the recommendation from our senior structure, which is the central command team, we took a decision on the basis that, no, in fact, you can't help the ANC because we have um, gave them some four or five points to say that if you can uh, meet these conditions, so we are going to help you. But we decided to go with the GA. And after we have uh, 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 helped the GA to govern those municipalities, we told the GA to say that we are not in any coalition with you. We, we didn't want the ANC to retain power because we felt that the ANC was very much corrupt. And we even said that we are faced with two devils, which is the DA and the ANC by the time. But we told the DA to say that let us teach the ANC the lesson because by that time in 2016, ANC was not even prepared to, to fight corruption, which is the mere problem in this country. We are in this situation because of the corruption and ANC was not prepared to come mm. clean on mm. how to fight corruption. So therefore, we voted with the DA. But voting with the DA, we made it very clear that we are not to co-govern with them. As a result, we didn't take any... Uh, we didn't participate in terms of uh, uh, which position you must take as EFF. Mm. We said, no, we are going to vote for you. Just have mayor, speakers, etc. We are going to remain as opposition party. Tina, our interest is only when the budget is passed. Because we believe that most of the budget must go to service to the service delivery of the poorest of the poor, and then we have achieved what we wanted to achieve. Because in Johannesburg and in Tswane and PE, through our motions with the EFF, we have managed to make sure that the security guards are in force. I'm sure in Tswane or in Johannesburg, they were getting 4,500 per month, but now they are getting 
like 11,000 as security guards who are employed directly within, within the municipality. So that is our achievement. And all other things, like for instance, uh, the free sanitary towel to our poor girls who can afford it. Mm. I think Johannesburg also passed that motion. But going forward now, we have said to, to when we debate the land expropriation, the expropriation of land without compensation in, in national parliament. And then the DA was also arrogant because of their posture. They didn't want to support our position to expropriate land without compensation. And then, therefore, we want DA to say that we have helped you to secure these policies. But when it comes to this national issue of land, which is the cardinal pillar number one of the EFF, so you don't support land. Land is everything to us as EFF. So okay. we are going to uh, remove the mayor of PE because we thought that we must also fire the warning shot. So going forward in 2019, we are going to watch how is the result is going to be, and then we are going to engage whoever has won the election, and then to say that these are the stipulated conditions which are very clear in terms of ESF. Then they I'm saying you just for, sorry now. to interrupt you there, but how long are you as the economic freedom fighters going to still remain a stepchild of either uh, the Democratic Alliance or the African National Congress uh, from a provincial legislature level. Um, why don't you just go by yourself and um, stop uh, aligning yourself with these uh, two parties well, that you seemingly to be saying are letting your agenda down? No, let me put just very clear and say, whether we like it or not, the issue of coalition in South Africa has come. So the South Africans now, they, they are very clear on how to vote. So therefore, they are going to give all political parties the equal share. As a result, now, if you read on the new research, it says that uh, the ANC is declining, the uh, is declining, only ESF that is increasing. But it might be also uh, means that the coalition government must take place after 2019 election. Even if we don't want to go to coalition, but the voters of South Africa, they will force us to go to coalition. So we must also respect that aspect that it has come to the forefront to say that the coalition is possible. So therefore, that's why we are saying in the FA, let us wait for the outcome of the national elections and see what will happen next. But clearly, there will be some conditions going forward. But I'm sure the Democratic Alliance, they made it very clear to say that they are not prepared to go to coalition with the FA because of the experience that we had, especially about land expropriation without compensation. Mm, mm. But we are saying that now, let us just see us after the 2019 elections, then we'll take a decision going forward. But we respect the, 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 the will of the people because we are going to take an informed decision after the 2019 national election. Okay, let me wrap up this conversation. We've got uh, five minutes left, and it seems like the issue of local governance and transparency has dominated uh, this conversation. There's a lot of things I wanted to touch up on, but uh, let's stick to this particular topic because this is where we've been, and I think it's an important one because it actually paralyzes the the situation that we're in right now. Um, Let me come to you, Tasneem. In terms of flipping things around. The ANC has a lot of work to do when it comes to transparency in governance and issues of good governance. You guys have failed the country. There's no doubt about that. How are you guys going to turn that around? Well, I I don't think necessarily of what you're asking for is open governance. Um, and again, I'm going to speak to what happens in the Gauteng context because I'm the spokesperson of, the, of Gauteng. We have introduced, as an example, the open tender system. 
uh, we're going to introduce uh, automating the tender system so that when you tender or when you uh, submit a tender for any work in the province, um, it's not based on who you know, who you are, and who you know on the inside. It's automated. You get an ID um, that goes in with your application, and your invoicing is also automated. Okay, so that should have been done long ago, sir, I'm sure. Um, so, so some of the departments do have the the automated invoicing. Um, some don't. So, so, so those are some of the things that we have done to introduce it because. Uh, and as far as possible to to reduce um, human um, interference and human yeah human interference in processes um, because as long as you work with um, human beings you're open to to a, a, a number of things so we want to reduce and eventually eliminate um, the human interference element of it um, those are some of the things that we have started doing and we are going to continue doing after after um, 2019. So clean governance, our audit reports have been improving in the province, especially um, so that indicates the prudence of how we use um, okay. state funds. Um, I have to so cut you off there, sure. It's an indication of where we have, where we come from, but also where we are going and the commitment that mm. we have. Ahashula, your thoughts there on this issue that we've been talking about, which has been dominating this conversation, which is important because local governance is the center of uh, the developmental agenda for South Africa. Um, how do you guys want to flip things around? I don't know if just a, uh, an IT program is going to change the corruption culture, as alluded <coughs> to by Tasneem. What more needs to be done here? The, the thing it's uh, to make sure that the, the corrupt are jailed you know that's where it starts people must know that if you steal money you are going to go to jail if you steal money your car will be taken it will be sold and the proceeds will go to the people your house will be taken will be sold and the proceeds go to the people because as things stands now like i can give tasman cannot come just say say i'm, I'm here for how thing she's an anc you can't choose uh, at what point of the anc this is this is a national debate so take florence radzilan in Limpopo. She's still man from VBS. Then she's put on the list. She's number seven. She's going to the legislature. Actually, she gets rewarded. She might become an MEC because, because there's no consequences. You steal money, then we are shifting you from local government. We are going to put you into provincial, into provincial government. She, still, she has kept her house. She has kept her car. Not even one cent. So and how are you guys going to change in, things? That's we what need I'm to take these people to jail. Okay. That's what the DA is going to do. 15 years. And then we take your car, we take your house, and everything that you bought with the proceeds of crime, we sell it, and then uh, the money goes back to the people. Because at the end of the day, the money belongs to the people. That's what the money needs to be taken. You cannot steal money and then you are enjoying champagne whilst the people are, are hungry on the ground, the people don't have electricity, their, their services are not delivered. We must get the house, we must get the cars, everything bought with the proceeds of crime. Then must be taken, sold, and the money given back to the people. I think we've lost Kenya with the on the line. But Tasneem, you want to respond to that just as a final sentiment? Uh, we also are determined to uphold the rule of law as the NC. And like we've said, that those um, f- those who are found with um, crim- a criminal case to answer will be charged and should be charged. And if found guilty by a court of law, must serve time in jail. Uh, we uphold the rule of law in a constitutional democracy, and that's what we that's what we adhere to, and that's what we want to see done.